2: right right now i'm talking with kirk from crowbar zero and below out now it's been out for a little while now also a solo record that came out like right before the pandemic so i feel like a lot of people didn't get the chance to digest it as much as they should have incredible record but uh kirk the riff lord welcome to the show how you doing today man doing good thank you absolutely man so are you back home in new orleans right now or are you out on tour
1: I'm actually at a truck stop in Orlando, Florida, about to head to a gig. So Swe- th-
2: sweating your balls off right now.
1: Oh, uh, will be when I get off this uh, bandwagon bus. Yes, <laughs> it's hot as it's hot as hell out there.
2: Yes, it is, man. So you know, w- we just got past you know a year and a half or two years or whatever of of, of a lot of people not being out, be able to be out there and and tour. You guys have been hitting the road pretty consistently now. How's it been uh, out in the thick of it, man? You guys are touring <laughs> machines right now.
1: Um, I mean everything you know, thankfully is pretty. Pretty normal. I mean, it really is, you know, as far as, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like uh, you know, anything different really since before the pandemic. Uh, I mean, there's you know, absolutely, you know, no restrictions anywhere for anything uh, COVID-related. I mean, mm-hmm. I just went to Europe with Down. Yeah. Uh, same same thing. Uh, we played three big festivals over there, and it was like, you know, even at the air, air, air you know, on the planes, at the airport, day-to-day, day. it's just like it never happened. It's kind of, kind of weird, but, you know, uh, I'm just thankful everything seems like it's back to normal.
2: It, it's actually something I was thinking about with my friend. You know, we, we were just at our, my day job. You know, I do a day job as, as opposed to, uh, you know, just doing radio full-time. So I'm at my day job, and we're just talking like, Man, the last couple of years have been f***ing weird. Like, think about those first few months where everyone was just, like, you know, wiping down all their things. Like, might have COVID on it. Like, what a weird time that we made it through, you know? Just, like, (laughs) historic. Crazy. Yep. Uh, So, during those times, you know, thinking back to that, what got you through it, man? What kept you sane? Were you writing riffs and stuff?
1: Um, I started writing my second solo record, uh, nice. but the, the Crowbar, the Zero and Below, was already completely recorded, yeah. mixed, mastered, everything, uh, right before the pandemic started. So I uh, started doing online guitar lessons, yes. and um, you know, just stuff like just whatever. I mean, uh, a lot of beer drinking, yep. too much beer drinking, actually. <laughs> so uh, got 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 pretty damn fat. So I, I quit drinking at home and started hitting the gym and eating good and lost a good bit of weight uh you know so I kind of got myself back to normal actually in much better shape than I was prior to, to the uh pandemic so nice. that, that's good but uh but um yeah just you know just trying to keep busy you know with, with stuff around the house I mean uh, you know it wasn't New Orleans was the city of New Orleans was shut down but where where we lived uh, you know with restaurants and stuff like that they had restricted hours but mm. I mean it was they were they were open I mean it was normal not really, like, you know, bars and stuff, but, um, you know, we, we kind of quit going out to bars anyway at um So, um, but yeah, so my wife, you know, she ended up uh, working at the little restaurant, uh, uh, a seafood restaurant at yeah. the corner of our house where, you know, we used to eat, eat out a couple of times a week. So, uh, you know, that, that kind of helped, and I kept her busy and kept her sane. And I was doing the guitar, you know, guitar lessons in the evenings. Uh, online, so that kind of kept me sane. So, you know, we were able to get through it.
2: Thank God. That's one thing that, like, you know, and, and speaking of like Louisiana and everything, I was talking with Jimmy from from I Hate God. And when he, during the pandemic, he was working with like metal and, and he was doing some metal work. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was just an interesting thing. And, and it, it kind of really made me think like the people that grind in the underground, you know, where we, we're always knowing that the bottom might fall out at any point so just pivot you know pivot and and be creative and learn something and and just be able to hustle man so i respect it yeah absolutely so you you mentioned that you just did three big festival dates with down how was that man how was it back being down back with down dude
1: Oh, it was it was great. Well, we did we did some shows in the U.S. as well, but mm-hmm. it was first time over to Europe since 2019. So, uh, it was great to do. Uh, we did Copenhagen Fest, we did Grass Pop, and we did Hell Fest. And all three of them were great. Got to see some great, great bands. Got to see Judas Priest three times. Got to saw the Scorpions, saw Saxon, saw Michael Schinger, uh a lot of my favorites. So, so uh, you know, it, it was it was great
2: in Europe man, I'm so jealous all summer long it's like a culture of theirs is the the open air festivals it's like every weekend they have two or three and here in the United States we have big rock festivals mostly toward the midwest and whatnot but the metal festival is something like what's it going to take to get a humongous metal festival like open air in the, in the United States man we need it I
1: don't know it's 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 just such a different culture in Europe it's mm-hmm. like you know people take much longer well they, they call it they're on holiday but you know it's like vacations yeah you know they get much longer paid vacations and stuff and uh you know these people camp out i mean pretty much all of these festivals now uh are like a week long or longer yeah you know so you and you can camp out people camp out the whole week you know and then you know they they go from one to another it's 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 kind of crazy man it, it's it's i, I don't I don't ever see it really getting that way in the United mm-hmm. States uh, the way it is over there. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's so much different. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, there are, there are some festivals here. So at least that's, that's cool. You know, we did the Rockville festival in Daytona with yeah. down back in, uh, what was it? May, I think.
2: Yeah. Just and, uh, we're back.
1: doing Blue Ridge festival in Virginia. Yeah. Crowbar and down are both doing it coming up, uh, here in uh, early September. So, uh, but, but, you know, it's good that they got some festivals and that's starting to pop up little by little here, but, I mean, Europe's got it, got it. They've, they've been doing it right for, you know, 30-something years.
2: We need to get you four paydays. We need to have Down, Crowbar, Kingdom of Sorrow, and Kirk Winstein solo. We need to have a four-payday Kirk day. That'd be, that'd be nice, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be long, but, uh, <laughs> but it would be nice. The, pay, the paycheck would be nice.
2: Absolutely, man. So, okay, so, you know, um... I wanted to talk a little bit about the solo album, so that was something that I, I mean, I fell in love with that record. It, it it's incredible. The Jethro Toll cover, especially, just like I love it. You know, I love the Dreamweaver cover. So you throwing in a kind of a left field cover like that, it was awesome. Uh, you know, how long had a you know Kirk solo album kind of been in the in the uh, planning?
1: Uh, it was just it was kind of spontaneous, but it's like I write so many things at home when I'm just you know fooling around on a guitar that mm-hmm. that i really like it's just stuff that i can't really use with crowbar or down or kingdom or anything you know so uh it's just another outlet it's like i love to be creative so it was another another creative outlet for me gave me the opportunity you know to to write and uh you know i was doing it in between tours it actually took about two years to complete it you know just i do a song here a song there you know in between tours and um you know but it came out great i was really really happy with it and i'm really happy with uh, the way the second one's coming out so far so second one's a little little more rockish not it's not heavy, heavy by any means but it's kind of just a natural progression from the first one but it's just something i'll probably continue to do you know but I mean, there's no reason to stop but i yeah. enjoy it uh and it, it's fun you know it's, it's 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 not supposed to be a you know a commercial success it's mm-hmm. just something I love doing so you know it's a lot of fun to make make the first one and I'm enjoying doing the second one
2: well that's the beauty I mean it's such like a you know, corporate lingo to say uh, uh, buzzword of like you know direct to consumer but in reality like you have such a you know loyal fan base with crowbar that you've built up and with down and everything that you know you doesn't have to be quote-unquote commercially successful it can be you know the kirk diehards and if you have you know a hundred people it, it, and, and obviously there's a lot more, but the idea was there was someone who said years ago, you don't have to have 20,000 fans as long as you have 200 fans who, you know, give you 10 bucks a month or, you know, whatever, then you can build a career off of that. And, and you know, yeah, exactly. and it's a beautiful thing, man. Um, so can you tell us a little info on the, on the uh, new solo record? Is it uh, in the, in the recording process?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much all written musically. Nice. Uh, it's got got to lyrics, and you know, I got some bass tracks to lay down, uh, a little more guitar stuff. But uh, you know, in general, it's like I said, it's really just a natural progression from the first one. So it's along the same line. It won't it won't shock anybody. You know, if if you enjoyed the first one, I think you'll you'll love this one as well.
2: Nice man. Well, in the past, you know, I've asked you about you know your your process of writing riffs. You mentioned that you have a riff chair at home that you sit in, and you just kind of you vibe out and you write some riffs. So on any given day, like how many riffs are you sitting on, man? Is it just like, uh, just like books and books of riffs you got in your head?
1: Uh, I mean, the thing is, if I, if I don't like video myself playing the guitar on my phone or something, then I forget about it. So, uh, I don't like, if I'm going to sit down and write, you know, I have my phone right there ready to roll. And, uh, that way, you know, I don't forget it because I write very spontaneously, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's easy, you know, for, like I don't really have, the, you know, believe it or not, I don't really don't have any riffs laying around at this point. Okay. Uh, but it's always, uh, you know, all, it, 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 thankfully it doesn't take long to sit down, pick up the guitar and come up with something, you know, which is which is what I love. Like at this point in in, in my life, and my career, everything, you know, the, the creative aspect of, of writing and, and, and putting together, uh, you know, songs is, is really a uh, is one of one of my favorite things about about the whole music business.
2: Absolutely, man, and it—you know—the music, quote unquote, the music business. You know, the business side of it might be, you know, changing and mutating and all that stuff. But the artists and the art, and you can get it directly to fans, and and you know, whatever label you're on or whatever. It's 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 a wonderful time for art and artists. So, absolutely. Uh, so. You know, I I hearing that you know I just think like this guy has probably written and forgotten more riffs, more killer riffs than people can even imagine. So just of of the stuff that's recorded, you know, with Crowbar and Down, like what is in your head like the fr- number one or a couple of the hardest Kirk riffs?
1: Um, I don't know. It'd be tough to kick off as far as heavy wise, you know, um, I mean, I love the outro of, uh, the cemetery Angels. So, yes. uh, um, you know, I love songs like to build a mountain, the lasting dose, yes. um, on a, on a new record. Um, you know, I really like, uh, chemical guys. I love, uh, bleeding, bleeding from every hole. Mm-hmm. So there's, that's just one. So I mean, I love uh, the whole song, um, uh, like broken glass. Yes. Uh, we play that one live every night. So I mean, that 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 song's full of riffs. That's that's a monster tune, man. So I mean, there's so many, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I just you know I just enjoy writing them, man.
2: Nice man. Well, uh, so when we were talking, uh, you know, you mentioned that your wife uh, she got a job at the restaurant, and we were talking about Jimmy working with some metal. If you, you know, if you never found that, you know, you loved music. If you never became a musician. Can you even imagine where you would be? Like, what do you think you would have gotten into? Would you have been getting into the trades? What do you think you'd be up to?
1: Uh, something sports-related, you know, I mm. probably would have wanted to. Like, my daughter is gone. She goes to LSU, and she's gone for kinesiology. Uh, she wants to be a physical therapist. That's but awesome. I my mean, love besides music has always been sports. You know, so I probably would have tried to pursue something in that along those lines, you know.
2: Nice, man. Well, yeah, we got preseason games starting. The Seahawks up here in Seattle starting today, so be a, you're going oh, to have to... Oh, y'all
1: playing tonight?
2: Yeah, we're playing tonight.
1: Okay, because what we're trying to look, we know. We, we got direct TV on the bus, so it's like like I know this. I looked it up uh, like two weeks ago. I'm like, look look, fellas, there's games every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday yep. during preseason. So we got NFL Network and you know, local networks and stuff like that. Our... our our Directv is actually out of uh, New York City, so like we get New York City local stuff. You okay. know, so, but you know, it's all of it. I mean, football's football. We we all love it. So it's like it's just great. Even if we're not paying paying much attention to the game, it's just great having it in the background. You know, just seeing it. Yeah. Watching it, hearing it, you know. So it's, it's it's great. Can't wait to get home and get the real season started. And I'm a big college fan, so I'm really looking forward to uh, to college football starting up too.
2: I think people would listen if if you ever wanted to pivot to a different career. I think people would love a Kirk like sports uh, sports radio, like a daily sports radio show in New Orleans. That would be amazing.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd love to, man. You know, if if I, I mean, I would have to. Really, get a lot more knowledgeable, but I mean, if it's something that I, you know, set my sights on, I, I, feel so I could do it.
2: Yeah, man, you'd have to study up on soccer and, and hockey and stuff too, right? So, the... yeah, exactly <laughs> things that I
1: never really grew up on, you know.
2: Totally. Uh, so, man, uh, I, you know, I don't want to keep you too long, but you know, during the pandemic and during you know even just any any time, people can have real crappy days. You know, not every day is great. If you're having a crappy day or a stressful day. Like what's what's an album you can pop on that can either get out the aggression can make you smile because it's positive just an album that you can always go to on a crappy day
1: probably anything a motorhead or anything by the original Kiss yes
2: nice dude right on man those are classics absolutely so my last question for you dude before we let you go if you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got the scar
1: um I got a scar on my nose, okay We were, um we were in Bergen, Norway, and we had just played with uh, a down had just played with Metallica Nice. Uh, a, ca- a castle and, and it was great in Bergen Norway, which mm-hmm. is on the west coast of uh, segment like my North Atlantic up there North Sea. Mm-hmm. and uh I was pretty lit up. We had, we had like a midnight flight or something and we we had been drinking pretty hard after the show. And, uh, I went to go step onto an escalator that wasn't running oh no like it was and I, and when I stepped on it I fell and pretty much broke my nose like hit the bridge of my nose on a uh, escalator step and busted it up pretty good so uh, that, one's, that one' that one I see in the mirror every day uh, <laughs> so, but I, I but I'll laugh about it you know <laughs> like the next day um, uh, Sorry, we had a day off tonight. We we, we flew from Bergen to uh to St. Petersburg, Russia. And then, sure. but the day of the show, uh, you know, Hetfield saw me all bandaged up and he goes, he's like, How's it going, man? He goes, I said, Oh, I'm making it. He goes, It's always something. I said, Yeah, it is <laughs> <laughs> Hey
2: man. That'll remind you of those tours with Metallica. That's at least you got a cool exactly. Yeah. So man, Kirk, thank you so much for taking the time. Any final words for the Northwest audience?
1: i hope to see y'all soon you know we'll the summer tour tour didn't make it up that way and uh this tour that we're on now um was booked like intentionally even though it's like 40 shows it was Mm -hmm. basically all booked for the most part east of the mississippi just because of like thankfully fuel prices have been dropping but when this was being booked they were escalating every day and we were like well, there's no way we can afford to go out west with the fuel yep. so you know we have a lot of short drives And like we played miami last night which is about three hours to orlando that we played for walton beach yeah. tomorrow which is a couple of hours so then, then it's mobile alabama it's like you know having doing it in the mid like midwest and east coast you, you get a lot of two three four hour drives as totally. opposed to a 10 hour drive so you know you're Fuel, fuel costs are a lot less, but yeah, we well, you know we thank everybody in the Northwest for all he is of your, your support, and uh, you know hope to get up there as soon as we can.
2: Well, we'll make sure to come out and scream at our requests for you because uh, we love you up here in the Seattle, man. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Awesome, thank you, man. Have a great
0: one. You too, man. Take it easy, Kirk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. odyssey celebrates mother's day brought to you by t-mobile you can count on t-mobile to help you stay connected on america's largest 5g network calling all pop culture enthusiasts are you obsessed with all things celebrity do you live for the drama the laughs and
2: the unexpected moments that unfold on social media